When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Australian Survivor Titans v Rebels click off if you have not watched but spoiler alert there are only two exit interviews this week because the middle episode was a non-elimination I actually wasn't available to talk to Tobias so Mike Bloom graciously stepped in gave up his weekend time to give us that interview so thank you so much Mike and then I spoke to Nathan after that so hope you enjoy both of these interviews to set up what else we have Talking Tribal is out on 10 Play Now. It's also on the Channel 10 YouTube for all internationals. That is not geo-blocked. And then the podcast, I don't think it's actually out right now, but it will definitely be out, hopefully very soon. And then I'm going to do the recap with Nick Idanz on RHAP tonight. So follow me at Shannon Gates where I'm putting out all of that content. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you on the other side. I'm excited to talk to you, Tobias, because... Uh... Yeah. Listen, I don't know my ABCs terribly well, but I'm pretty sure T came a lot later than we thought it would, considering you're talking with me today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got, um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's start by asking about that, because clearly you left things a little confused, to say the least. You came in thinking about this plan of how you'd all go over the top against Ferris that ended up not being the case. What was sort of your reaction in the moment? How much mental math were you trying to do as you're also trying to digest like, oh crap, I've been blindsided. Um, look, I was, I wasn't trying to count the votes for me like, oh shit, who voted for who? Cause I guess as it was coming out, it's quite clear that everyone was voting for us. Um, but I, I was more so trying to figure out who put it in play and why. Uh, I've got a pretty good understanding of that now. Um, but yeah, it was just a lot of like, yeah, it was a lot. I was, I was secure and I thought we were on, our team was on the same page that we were going to, I personally thought we needed to win challenges and we needed to cut some people, not that weren't just good at challenges, that weren't pulling their weight around camp and around and with the challenges. So like, I personally thought, that there was people that weren't contributing what they needed to to the game in general. But I guess others, you just wanted them as numbers. 
Mm -hmm. So you and Alex and your group had obviously worked up this plan. Okay, we're going to blindside Ferris. Ferris, in a big display, pulls off his sweatshirt and reveals he has an idol. Now, we know that Alex certainly doubted that Ferris didn't come away from that box with something. Were you thinking the same thing? How surprised were you when Ferris pulled out that idol to play? Look, we all... We thought he would have had. We thought he had one, but we didn't know if he would have played it. But then also, we thought we had enough votes. We thought we had the vote split for obviously him and and Raymond. And um, we figured well, even if he does play his idol, Ray's going to go home anyway. So we we thought we were fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so like when when he pulled it out, it was like it was like a little bit of a shock to see him actually pull it out and use it. But also it was like. We kind of the whole reason that he was getting putting getting put in the firing line was because we knew that he was hiding something. So talk to me about this plan coming in because we saw a bit of it. We saw that at one point it was you, Alex, Sarah, obviously, and then Kirby, Riri. Seemed like you were going to bring in Kelly as a bit of an extra vote. How many votes did you think you had on your side going in? Uh, we thought we had all of them. We'd spoken to like multiple other players. And we thought that we were good. Like we thought, I thought Eileen was on board when obviously she was the mastermind behind the other vote. Um, yeah, we thought we had the majority. We thought we were good. Mm. Thought. Hindsight, well, great word. We didn't see a lot of like the immediate aftermath of the PETA vote where obviously you faced your first of a couple of blind sides. What was your reaction to that? To the PETA vote? Yeah, uh-huh. I, was, I was shocked. I didn't see that coming. I thought, I honestly thought Kelly was going home. I don't understand. Like, I feel like if Peter maybe hadn't have rubbed Kirby up the wrong way or something, it would have been a different scenario. And it was like a bit of a, she was out to just get it. Like, well, no, maybe not. Like, yeah, it was an interesting scenario. I think there was a lot of people that were annoyed at us for actually throwing the challenge. Um, But, I believe that we'd put that to bed and everything was forgiven and forgotten, but I guess not. Were you aware of Peter's idol? I know obviously she told Alex, but did you and Sarah know? No idea. I was oblivious. Interesting. If you had known that, would you have been so forthcoming as Alex did of like, hey, play your idol, something might be up? Um, Probably not. I mean, I thought our plan was like, I thought our plan was in place, mm-hmm. but I guess not. I, I guess, look, from the get set, in hindsight, we were strong. We were like a, a competitive group. And I think everyone realized that if they didn't break us up real quickly, it could have, like, all it needed was, like, I guess, for a couple of votes to swing the other way. And we would have had a strong group that we wouldn't have been able to get picked apart. But people saw that a mile off and we were probably a little bit too cocky and forthcoming with the fact that we were a strong team and yeah it's a lot more of a mind game than i thought it was what was your plan coming out of this peter boat did it sort of resemble what ultimately came of what you attempted to put together against ferris that it was like all right we have the three of us we have kirby and rihanna and then we just pick up a couple other people and we're golden we had this one loss but we haven't lost the war well, yeah, I thought that everyone would have seen that um, seen that Ferris was being sneaky and being like, all right, well, maybe we need, like, the dude's, a, the dude's a smart guy and he's like, you can tell, you could spot him a mile off that he was, like, onto it. So 
I'm surprised that more people didn't get on board with that and try and um, get rid of him, especially because they thought he had an idol, or at least try and flush that idol out so it's no longer in play. But they didn't do that. People just, I don't know, they were still on board with the whole break up the um, break up the other group, like break up the, the, I don't know, the more physical group. They were, you know what I mean? Well, let's rewind to even before the game began. What was your history with Survivor? What had you seen of it and what made you interested to go from watcher to player? So, okay. <laughs> um, I actually got kind of, I got approached about it uh, via Instagram by yeah. a, um, like a, what do you call them, producer or whatever. Anyway, I got approached about it and then I'd watched it. I, had, I wasn't a fanatic. I wasn't, I didn't watch it religiously. Um, I should have, I probably should have watched a lot more than I needed than I did. Um, but I, I kind of had this grand scheme in my head that being physically fit and having good endurance and being like very relatable. And I, I got along well with everyone and I'm good at get along with people. I'm good at managing people and stuff. I thought that we literally go into winning challenges and make that our main priority. That's what I thought the group would have done. I didn't realize everyone was going to come out swinging so soon. Like everyone came out of the gates, like playing the game hard. And I, in the, I assumed that it wasn't going to be like that from the beginning. I thought from the beginning, it might be like win challenges, try and keep your team together, keep them strong. So then, and if you, if you pick up, if you keep winning challenges and pick off the other team, you don't need to go to tribal. Like it's not, it's not necessary, but, as soon as you start picking the team apart, bang, you're just going to keep on going back. Like to me, it was, um, yeah, that was, that was a plan. And also, you know what? It was our own undoing. Like we threw that fucking, pardon my language. We threw that first challenge. Yeah. I was about to say, like, you're saying all this stuff of, yeah, we just need to win out and we can just yeah. raise the other team to the ground that you say, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I think also it was like getting to the point. Look, I love Kelly. Kelly's great. I like her. I like her. At that point, I didn't really like her. She was, to me, pretty annoying. Um, didn't pull her weight around camp. We kind of half-assed to do stuff. Wasn't amazing at challenges. Had all these grand ideas. Uh, I don't know. There were some things where, I don't know. Like in one of the episodes, it was like, she was method acting about pretending. She was freaking out. There was no acting. She was freaking out. That wasn't an act at all. Um, but hey, look, there was that side, and I was like, "Well, it's." I just, I just didn't think I wanted to get rid of her. To be honest, that's what I wanted to do at that time. I wanted to get rid of her, and she knew that. That's why she got rid of me. She knew that I wouldn't have worked with her down the track. Yeah, how do you look back upon that interaction we saw where she approached you in this most recent episode to say, oh, do you want to go talk? And you say, nope, I'm good. Uh, do you feel like that was like yeah. a nail in your coffin? Well, I don't know. I don't. I even think that if I had spoken to her, it probably wouldn't have changed anything. I don't think, I think she knew because like I didn't want to, I wanted to get rid of it from the get set. Um I'd, I'd had a couple of little altercations with her. I'd told her a few times at camp that how I felt and stuff. And I think, I don't think that it would have, wouldn't have changed her mind at all. Um, and look, realistically, even if I had gone and chatted with other people, the, the deal was done. People's minds were made up. The people's minds were made up before then. They, as soon as that plan came into action, everyone was like, yeah, let's keep splitting these guys up because it's only a matter of time before we would have gained some traction. 
is even the three of us. But yeah, well, the the chats matter. I was just trying to make us all dinner because I was hungry. <laughs> well, I'm gonna get into the pile that is the cuddle crew, uh, and let's start with I guess your closest confidant. Let's talk about Sarah. How did this Sarah. end up happening? Uh, what was it that had the two of you connect so early on? Um, look, me and Sarah just got along well. Like we both surf. We had a like a common connection there. We just got along well. Our personalities worked well together. So we did, we got along and like we clicked as mates. And it it just like it didn't it wasn't like we planned that to happen, but like I think Dude, it's cold. It's like it, it might be hot during the day over there, but it's cold at night. Like it's real cold. And the first night they um I remember laying on the sand and I was freezing. And there was actually there wasn't just two of us. It looked like there was just two of us, but there was like four of us. And I was actually spooning Riri for most of the night, to mm. be honest. But they I guess that's the edit. Um and and then I remember like in the like because people were sleeping either you'd either sleep close to the fire. But the fire would go out anyway, regardless. Or you need to cuddle someone for warmth. And, like, you're in wet clothes, so, like, you need someone there that's going to cuddle you, that you're comfortable cuddling. And, like, it was fine. We were comfortable cuddling each other. It is. It, it was what it was. And I guess the same thing happened with, with Peter and Alex. They were comfortable cuddling each other. We knew that's all it was. It was just cuddles, staying warm, end of the story. Yeah, so how did you end up linking up with Peter and Alex? Was it this idea of hey, we're the stronger people on the tribe. You know, we are the ones that are the most needed for things. Was it a personality link up? Um, well, me and Sarah got along pretty like pretty well pretty quickly. Like, and then me and Alex, I think we even we saw each other at one point before stuff had started. And we were just like kind of made eye contact. And I could tell he was a fit strong dude. And I would I like I'm a pretty fit strong dude. And it was like He's got a good personality. Our personality's got like clicked as well. And then looked at Peter. Peter's kind of reminded me of myself a little bit, like bit like covered in tattoos, rides motorbikes and stuff. Like we just got along. Like we and it just worked. It just worked out that way. That's just how it turned out. Mm. Were there any other relationships outside of the cuddle crew that you wish was shown on the show? Any other important bonds you made? Look, me and, me and um, Ferris actually got along well. Me and Ferris would, like, talk all the time and hang out and, like, do stuff. And, like, we were talking and, like, I feel like if it – if my vote hadn't have – if I hadn't been voted off that night, last night, we probably would have worked together um, strongly. Um, and because we got along great and, like, we had a lot of time for each other. And, like, yes, I, I – to be honest, with the Ferris vote, I jumped on board – because everyone was doing it at that stage. I didn't care. I was hungry. I was tired. I was like, I don't care. You guys just tell me what you want to do. I'll do it. Cause I don't right now. I don't care. There's no one that I particularly like besides wanting to get rid of Kel. No one I would have, I was gunning for. And I wasn't really gunning for her. I didn't really care at that point. I was like, there's a vote. Tell me who to vote for. I'm cooking everyone food. So everyone can eat before we do it. Tell me what to do. That's interesting. So yeah, you talk about, you know, being hungry, being tired. I mean, had you survived this vote, did you think you had the other 40 something days in you or did you feel like your buddy was body was starting to run on empty? Look, don't know if this is TMI, but so the day before we um we won the challenge and we got that that fruit and meat platter and stuff. I ate a lot of cheese. <laughs> that 
ruined me. I was not well. I was not well that night. Um, I was not well that night. I slept badly. I I wasn't good, I'd put it that way. So the next day I was drained. I barely slept. I essentially hadn't eaten. And then we actually, I started cooking breakfast that morning. We started cooking food. Something, I can't remember what happened, but something happened. And we our, our breakfast plans got scrapped. And it was just like, okay. So we're not eating. So essentially like what I did eat didn't matter anymore. We didn't eat the next morning. I'd had probably two hours sleep and we'd been grueled. Like I wasn't, I was having a hard day as it was. So at that point, when we got back to camp, even though we were going tribal, I was like, I need something in my stomach because if we have to, if I don't eat again and we get up in the morning and say it rains and we can't make fire, we're going to be ruined. So I was like, I don't care. I'm making everyone food. I'm going to make sure that happens. So we've got food, whatever happens, happens besides that. So, yeah, I think I've answered your question in a roundabout way. I would have been fine given it, given like another 12, like a, a decent night's sleep and some more food. But at that point, I wasn't good. Yeah, talk about be careful what you wish for. You're like, I wish I had a big meal, all the food I could eat, and then cut to yeah. you're getting voted out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, it was so great talking with you, Tobias. Obviously a big shocker that we're talking right now, but it yeah. seems like you had a great time on there. Regardless, I hope you can still eat cheese now, uh, not yeah, have a bad yeah, stigma no, about I, it. I'm not fine. That is just, I don't know, like, if you notice, I actually noticed when we were watching the episode, I was just eating the whole time. I didn't stop. And there's, they like, kept panning around, and I'm just eating. Shouldn't have done that. Well, Shouldn't listen, the eyes are bigger than your stomach at that point. You know, yeah, you're, really you're really any really. poor in a storm. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. No to worries, bro. Anytime, yeah, anytime. Yeah, wish you and yours nothing but the best. And thanks so much again. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hi, Nathan. Welcome to RHAP. I'm really sorry to see the way that it went, but I felt, thought that you've brought so much to these first two weeks. I know people really enjoyed you on the show, and you were such a big part of why the season was already so much fun. So thank you so much for being a part of it. No, nah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, I'm so sorry to have to go back to, you know, where it all went wrong in that Frankie vote. I'd love to hear kind of that that initial relationship. It seems like you had some really good bonds with, especially Frankie and Jaden. Can you just talk through kind of how that was cemented so early? Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, well, you don't really see each other until you first arrive on the on the beach on day one. So I think we just probably naturally gravitated towards each other, um, especially in that first sort of challenge. I think... I think like looking around, I think like a lot of people make their bonds and their alliances really early. And I think just based on, you know, who they are and like other like like-minded people. So I think um, straight away, like Jaden makes me laugh and he's obviously a strong personality and a strong player. Um, Frankie was the same. Like Frankie was so underratedly funny um, that we all sort of like clicked really closely together early. Um, and I think obviously... Um, with like the tribe dynamics, um, we were probably like the biggest three personalities um, sort of sticking together. And I think 
obviously looking back, that's not a great strategy to have, um, which I think it just, we, we didn't really go in thinking like that. I think it just sort of happened and we just ran with it and um, yeah. Yeah. Well, where does like winner sit in that? Because obviously we know that you are close, but he votes against you even on the split last week before we even get to last night. I've never really understood where, was he like fully in that four or where did he sit? Yeah. Winner was a funny one because he, he's not so much of like a dominant personality, but he, like he, he's one that really can like mold and adapt to different um, personalities and social groups and that sort of thing. So yeah, I think like Winner, he was definitely in with both sides, um, which like credit to him, he he played it really well. Um, and I think he's a lot smarter than what uh, he gets credit for, um, especially looking back now. Like he was, the way he was, he's playing the game is like unbelievable. So yeah, he was, he was always with us, hung out with us, but I think he had a lot of trust from the other side as well. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, he played it really well. He was sort of in, in that in-between sort of player. Wow, so interesting. Well, what about, you know, them being against you last night, um, you know, being part of the votes to send you home when I don't know if anything could have been done, but they were aware of like some kind of tension in the rest of the group. Did you kind of feel like they should have pushed that a little bit harder? Because I kind of, I'm kind of between it myself with that as a move for them. Yeah, it was, I think towards like, like I, I think probably after that Jess vote, I knew that my head, I was probably next to go. Um, so we did have a bit of time. And then obviously winning those three immunity challenges in a row bought us some time. Um, but yeah, like uh, looking back now, and I think I think I, even that day where we lost immunity and then we had this like a bit of a scramble before tribal um, sort of getting the votes together, I think I sort of just had a light bulb moment as well of like, if I was Jaden a winner, I would probably vote with the majority um, just because I think it, they would have like to sort of stay loyal to me and to the, to the group, like to our, our group, I think that would have been detrimental to their game. So I can definitely see why they didn't. Cause I think that probably gives them the best chance later in the game to sort of get back in with that crew um, and, and vote against me because yeah, I think, I think, Honestly, and and the way it turned out as well, they probably would have just been voting with me. I still would have gone home and then they're in an even worse position. So, yeah, looking back now, I can definitely see that it was it was the right move to do for those boys. I'd love to talk about your relationship with Eden because at the beginning you say he's funny, you want to bring him in, and then he burns you. He and Mark really, I feel, are a big reason that Frankie goes home. How did you see that connection with him? Yeah, like I, I was actually really like... Aiden was one of the people that I I actually connected really well with Aiden. Um, Aiden was a funny, he, he was sort of like winner that me and Jaden and like, we really liked Aiden, but he was also really well liked by the other side. So he was, he was playing really, really smartly. Um, I think, uh, I think he, uh, he's a smart player. I think he knew that we were dwindling down numbers. We were losing numbers. I think the Frank, like obviously Mark and Eden were the ones that wanted to, you know, that that basically did orchestrate the the Frankie vote. Um, but I think that was, the, there was a few other people that were well on board with the Frankie vote as well. Like a, a few of the girls, I think obviously Frankie being like a dominant personality, I think she was seen as like a, a quite a big threat. Um, and yeah, I think Aiden just saw that as well and sort of just, 
went with that majority um, to vote Frankie off. Um, yeah. yeah, like I, I, I would have loved to have worked a lot more closely with Eden, but I think he was really smart in not getting too involved in either side and being able to be sort of that that middle vote, that can, that swing vote. So, yeah, he wasn't really committing either, either way. Because we do see some of the names um, early on that you say you'd kind of want there. We hear like Charles, Caroline. Who did you kind of see beyond your obviously tight group with Frankie, Jaden, Winner? Who did you kind of see as people you wanted to work with for like at least medium term? Kitty was definitely one. I think Kitty's very underrated. She hasn't had a lot of airtime at the moment, um, but she's one that, again, sort of that like in between like swing vote. She was really, um, she was on good terms with literally everyone. Um, so she was never like in, so in my time there, I can only speak for that, but she was never one that was ever in the gun. She was um, sociable, funny. She was quite strong. Um she was sort of just going under the radar. So she was one that I would have loved to have worked with. Um, probably Charles as well. I think me and Charles used to sleep to sleep next to each other in the in the shelter. So we used to cuddle up at night a few mm-hmm. times. Um, but he he's one that I think, again, like hasn't had much airtime, but he is really well liked by everyone and he's sort of that swing vote as well. So there was probably that really dominant group, um, that really tight group, sorry, of like, you know, the two V's, Mark, um, and even Eden to an extent. But then there's like the, the couple in the middle where it was like, you know, Kitty and Caroline and um, Charles. And then there was like us boys like Winner and Jaden and myself. So, yeah, I would have loved to have tried to swing a few of those people over. But I think just the way that the tribe was going and the talk that was going around, I think um, those swing voters in the middle um, – sort of just had to go with with the vibe of, of the group and, and what the sort of that dominant three or four were, were wanting to do it and obviously voting myself, Frankie, out. Yeah. Well, I'd love to talk about, you know, someone like Caroline or in general, the, the way that people I feel like responded to things that you had said, you know, like you wanted to carry Caroline, she didn't seem to like that. Um, Eden felt that the way you listed the names in order, was that something that you were aware of before watching that that was something that, that seemed to kind of trigger people into making that move? Or do you feel like that was overplayed in the edit? Or how do you kind of look back at, at things like the language of that? Uh, honestly, I can't even really remember. But it, <laughs> it, I reckon maybe maybe a little bit of being overplayed, a little bit of um, – because I think, like, there's so much strategy chat and so much, like, thinking out loud that goes on while, while you're in there talking to each other. Um, and I think those things get – get picked up um, yeah. and sometimes not even realise you're saying them. Mm-hmm. Um, like there would have, you know, been hours and hours of, of that sort of stuff, but then you, you slip up on one little thing that you yeah. say to someone and then they can grab onto that. So, yeah, I mean, like you've obviously got to be careful about how you say things and what you say um, because, yeah, like you might have the best intentions and but the way that you just say it to someone is um, can obviously trigger them and 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 they can just sort of, remember that little part so yeah I mean like I there was that much talk going on but then you just slip up on one little thing and then it's like that's that's probably like almost leading to your downfall yeah well with someone like Caroline we do see kind of some issues around like the food later on and it feels like you know there there's some cracks anyway that that was the the name that you voted for what were kind of the issues there that you were having with her and and as you said you didn't really feel like 
the plan, you know, could have happened that, that Winner and Jaden, you know, had sense in voting for you. But did you feel at the time like there were some legs on that plan to take out Caroline? Yeah, I think uh, it, it's a funny one. Like Caro was, she was always someone that the name was always getting thrown around. I think just based on the fact that um, obviously being a not as physical player, um, uh, a little bit like, you know, the typical like older, older mm -hmm. female. But I think a lot of people just saw her as not too much of um, a threat, especially early. So she was one that people were happy just to not vote for. Um, but yeah, with, with, with the, with the food and stuff, like, I mean, like she was the mother of the group. Like she was like, oh, I used to call her mom like out there. So she was always, you know, the one cooking and the one, um, you know, dishing out the rations and how much we eat and stuff. And obviously a few of us bigger boys were getting pretty hungry, um, especially sort of towards the end of my time, like two weeks in, so, yeah, there was a few people getting a bit frustrated with the food rations. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, like Car Caro's lovely. Like, I think her edit, um, like, like she was really, like, motherly. Like, wait, like, us boys loved her. She was almost like a mother figure to us. So, yeah, I mean, I think she sort of just got um, not saved, but I think there was a big, like, bigger fish to fry at the time, um, obviously being myself and Frankie and those people getting voted out. Yeah, well, I'd also like to talk about Jess, who's obviously in that as well. What was that relationship like? We see it, you know, you, you're basically, well, she's coming for Frankie, you're coming for her pretty early, and you're going to be, you know, someone who also votes against her. Can you just talk about, like, where where that breakdown happened? Yeah, Jess was a funny one. I think, I don't think she really, um, she didn't really have any close relationships or friendships in the in the tribe at all. Um I think the first vote us boys wanted to go. I think I think the, the first vote was was gonna be on Jess. And then I think obviously mm -hmm. Ethan and Mark, um, and I think, you know, the two V's, they sort of wanted to go for Frankie at the time. Um, and then so me, Jade, and Winner and Frankie were out of the loop with so we all voted for Jess. And then that second vote, I think it was just down to she didn't really have any solid relationships. I think um she sort of didn't come out too hard, but just as you can see in that tribal council, I think she just tried to, I think she took a lot of credit for the Frankie vote when I think there was obviously the Mark and the Edens and stuff behind the scenes that that sort of orchestrated it. So, yeah, I think, I don't know, like I think she's, like that tribal council was obviously a shambles. Like I think she shot herself in the foot a few times and I think that just sort of led to her downfall. But um like she was a lovely girl. Like we all, we got on really well with her, but I don't think she really like solidified any friendships. Yeah, she obviously was going to eat, and we see her talk to you about that. Was that ever a consideration yeah. for you, or was it always like very much on Jess at that time? It was very very much on Jess. Like I, I I wanted like I voted for Jess that first time, and then I think the second yeah. time as well. Like I wanted to vote her off um, because I think it was like. I, I didn't. I, I knew I was almost going to be safe for that vote because I knew Jess was sort of just digging a little bit of a hole for herself, and I just didn't want to like interrupt and like I'll just let her sort of just vote herself out. Um, yeah, yeah. Eden was never a consideration for me because he's one that I like. Obviously, as we said before, he's one that I sort of would have liked to have worked with. Like I, I don't think I ever could have worked with sort of like Val, Mark, Viola. Because they were they were really really tight, um, and I think they were sort of gunning for us stronger players. 
Um, whereas like those in-between players like Eden and Kitty and those types I could have really worked with. Um, but I don't think I could ever work have worked with Jess and I don't think anyone else could have as well. So I think that's just the way it turned out. Did you give her the credit in real time that she was trying to claim? Like, did you feel like she had taken out Frankie at least? And did you give her that or was it, you didn't even see that, but that relationship just wasn't there? Uh, I don't know. Like looking back now, I, I think she did have a little bit of a part in the Frankie vote. I think there was a few, I think it was probably a combination of um, probably Aiden, Mark, Frankie is, uh, sorry, Jess as well. Um, but I think Jess sort of trying to take the whole, um, credit for that blind side, I think sort of rubbed Eden and Mark the wrong way, whereas <laughs> I think it was almost like a little bit of a combination of them all. Um, but, yeah, she definitely had a, had a part in it. Um, so that's why yeah, I, wanted to, I wanted to vote her off that second time, and I think everyone else did too. For sure. Well, obviously Kelly's going to come across, and Kelly had some comments for, for you on the other side of the the mat even. I mean, how did you kind of take that attention? We know that you kind of wanted to use it and how did that kind of play out when she actually came over to your tribe for a couple of days? Kelly's very funny. Like she's she's a ball of energy. Um, yeah, like she, she was lovely. Like, I mean, we saw her straight, like straight away from the, even we see when we get on the mats for the first challenge, like she's woohooing and like jumping around and we're just like, who is this little firecracker? Um, and then obviously, as you can tell, like when we're at challenges and when we're sort of crossing paths, um, when we do, you can tell when someone's really on the outer or when someone's just sort of had enough of another person. So we sort of, um, we didn't have a soft spot for Cal, but when she came over to our tribe, I think we just sort of like wrapped our arms around her. And we have a lot of like nurturing, like Eden and like Eden's a father, so is Charles, like um, uh, Caroline, Kitty, like all these sort of really like sort of motherly and fatherly and like maternal type figures. Like I think we just sort of like wrapped our arms around her. And that's, I think that's sort of a bit of the reason why she didn't want to sabotage the challenge. Um, and you can see at the tribal council where she did like obviously reveal that she, she was on a mission um, that she almost got a little bit emotional because I think she was so not hated at her own tribe, but just, they just had enough of her and she felt that, that pressure um it was a bit of a relief for her to come over to us and we sort of just had a bit of fun with her but yeah no nah, cal, cal was great like i mean i gave her I, when she came over she oh, yeah as you know like she had a thing for me so i gave <laughs> her one of my jumpers. She, she had i gave her one of my jumpers and she slept in my jumper and oh. um, nah she she was great but then obviously she had to go back over to the other tribe it would have been nice for her to to stay with us um because yeah like we deep down she she means well she's a great person um but yeah i think she just doesn't know when to um yeah pump yeah. the brakes a bit on annoying people very fair well you know you mentioned mark and the v's and how you couldn't feel you, you felt you didn't work with them as much and they were kind of more separate in this kind of like hierarchy or like tribe kind of landscape that you've laid out what, what was it specifically did they just feel that closed off or like why did you feel like they specifically were like kind of so hard to get to uh, I don't know. It was probably a bit of like straight away. I think we straight away, I don't think they liked Frankie and then by design, no. So sort of by like, default, they didn't like me because I was probably the closest with Frankie. Um, I, I, I could have definitely worked with Mark. Like Mark was really good. Mark was really strategic about the way he was thinking. I think the two V's were a little bit more closed off to working, um, 
with others. Um, yeah, I don't know. It might have been a little bit of me not trying to even form a relationship with them um, or I think they just sort of, and as, as you can see, Mark obviously had an idol. Valeria was never in the gun. Viola, uh, I don't think, was ever in the gun. So it was like I think they were just sort of comfortable and didn't really want to shift the dynamics of of where they were sitting, like by, you know, bringing new people in or trying to change a vote or rocking the boat a little bit. So, yeah, I can see now why they were so comfortable um, in their spot in the game, obviously with the idol and, and how things were playing out. So, um, yeah, I like looking back, I probably should have asked a few questions, especially to Mark, because I think Mark was a, was sort of the strategic brain behind that group. Um, but, yeah, I think I just, like I said in the tribal council last night, I just, like, fell asleep at the wheel a little bit. I think, like, no sleep, eat, not eating, like, it just does funny things to you. You're not thinking straight. So um, hindsight's twenty twenty when we're watching it back about what we should have done. But, yeah, at the time, it's, it's hard to collect your marbles and think properly. Yeah, well, I mean, with Viola's the one who kind of put out that Caroline name, the Weeks one. You said that Caroline's name was kind of always out there, but did that kind of surprise you then that that, that kind of olive branch or working relationship was kind of being extended at that point? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think when she, when she did approach us boys in the water to say that, I, I, I think we still felt like we couldn't really trust Viola. Um, I think we just felt that she was trying to get the heat um or just trying to mix it up or get the heat off me or something just to try and say, um, try and make it not too obvious that everyone's voting for me and that, you know, to, to sort of drop our guard a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that was ever actually a, a huge yeah. plan. Mm-hmm. I can see Mark's brain ticking over a little bit, thinking about how, how and, you know, why it should work. Um, but I don't think... Um, and judging by obviously the votes last night, it didn't end up growing legs. But yeah, I mean, this thing like in, in that scramble for tribal council, you're thinking of like any and all possibilities. And I think that was one that was thrown up that that could have worked. But I think it was um, I think there was a, it was almost a done deal to send me home. Sure. Well, sorry to see you go. I know that you're a big fan. I know that your mum is a big fan. Your family will watch it. I hope that it's been a great experience to watch you play out over the last two weeks. And thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. No worries. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Bye. There you have it, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed both of those exit interviews, the proverbial Mitre alliance, or across the, across the tribes, but the proverbial Mitre of the season this week was truly decimated, much like Tobias taking on a cheese platter. And honestly, I cannot judge him for that. So hope that you enjoyed these. Again, as I said at the top of the show, the recap with Nick is coming. Subscribe to the International Survivor at Hapup's feed so you don't miss anything. Follow me at Shannon Gates so you see everything because I'm going to post everything. But until until the recap comes out, Talking Tribal is out for those kind of hot takes off the bat. Hope that you're enjoying all of the content. So thank you so much again for the support. And I will see you next time. Bye. Australian Survivor. Survivor New Zealand. Survivor. 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 21 South African 12 Ordinary Australians 16 New Zealand 1 million pounds Million
Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide.